All right, on today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, game one in the books, and it goes the Avs way, a 5-2 to two win over the Los Angeles Kings in L.A., and that's exactly what you wanted to see out of the Avalanche, and that's exactly how you wanted to start off this season. We'll get into everything. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. You're Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Definitely subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one and have your thoughts read on episodes. All right. Uh, you can see by our rundown, if you're watching over on YouTube, we will get to our sound check. The sound check is back, everybody. We'll explain what that is if you're new uh, a little bit later. And everything else is going to be about this game against LA, a 5-2 to two win. Uh, what I liked, there's a lot that I liked. Uh, but what I really liked was when things were tilting in L.A.'s way, L.A. seemed to get their legs back or just find their legs. Not that they got them back, but they, they just started to find their legs. Ice was tilting a little bit. They got that goal at the end of the second, literally at the end of the second. It was a fluky goal. Last year's Avalanche team would have had trouble putting them away. This year's Avalanche team, just based on one game, that's what you want. You don't let it get out of hand. You take the momentum back and you just put the team away. There's a lot to get to, but that obviously stuck out to me. Yeah, this was, you felt, this is a word we used sparsely last year. It was a word that we used a lot during the cup run season, but confidence. There was yeah. something about this team that you just, no matter what was going on, no matter how many whistles were blowing, how many goonery fights and shots after the whistle you never felt like this game was going to get away and i i think that you could chalk that up to the veteran presence that now composes this roster top to bottom mm-hmm. things are not like when it came to that fight that was loc going after the fight that's one of the young guns mm-hmm. but when it came to composure this team acts like this is business like they are going to work and it's they're not as emotional as they were last year and their composure and they and honestly, that last goal for the Kings, Kale scored it because he's such a nice guy. He scores for us and he scores for the Kings. But <laughs> like it's you yeah. felt really confident in this team. And I really am excited to see what they look like against the Sharks. And if this is something they can build on or if this was the emotions that we were accustomed to last year. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the top line just looks oh. scary good scary that the top line looks great they i mean they just look unstoppable uh the power play looks really good the um, kill though the penalty kill looks phenomenal i was kind of having fun tweeting about ross colton um he he was he was 
exceptional on the penalty kill. What were they? Over or over I mean, five? Was it over five? I think it was over four. It was over five. So, um, fantastic penalty kill. What were they on the power play themselves? One for three. Okay, but they they all looked good. They all had great opportunities in all those power plays. So, um, yeah, I, I and and I really think and we were talking about this, like from top to bottom, they 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 should be able to roll out all four lines. They kind of were not doing that, um, you know, with with the the Curtis McDermott line, didn't get a lot of minutes. Again, like I, I don't want to like have a downer here, right? That's the one downer is I don't know. I still don't understand why he's there. If you're only going to give him two and a half minutes in the game. Um, but all those other lines, like you, you, you they were noticeable. Yes. Clearly the top line was noticeable. The second line was noticeable. the third line. We were so looking forward to this third line, man. Yeah. Miles My, Wood is going to be a favorite. That guy just doesn't quit. He's, he's a, he's got a, a speedy motor on him and he, just finds the puck and he, he's not the most natural with the puck, but he's going to fight for it. And he, I think he knows like his, his limitations with the puck. So he'll do what he can to find the other guys. He'll do what he can to find Tatar and, and find Colton. Uh, but not to say he doesn't have any offensibility at all, but when you work that hard and you outwork your opponents that hard, that pays off. And you're going to see some goals during the course of this year uh, just based on those hard-working grunt goals from him. So he, and, he was fun to watch. Yeah, and it was something that you heard, like if you were doing just the follow-up on when Miles Wood came in. That's what New Jersey Devils fans were just screaming. This is a hard-working lunch pail guy. And you saw it. And coupling him with Ross Colton, I, I honestly, they're going to be like fan favorites the way Donsko and Burakovsky were when they mm. were together. Like mm. they, you just love their play and like going out there, hurting your wrist, getting sprayed, getting back out there, like nonstop. Yeah. Like it's like, that's what you want to see. And like, yes, that second line didn't show up like you anticipated. Cause they're still kind of talking about that chemistry. Well, I they were fine. They I were, thought, I thought they were fine. That top and that third line were very 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 good and yeah like we were talking on yesterday's episode you don't need every line to play a hundred percent and that was evident you didn't get anything from the fourth line and that yeah. second is still getting there like nachushkin was out there everybody did anybody notice nope okay good uh i mean he had a, he had some moments like he's such a big body you're always going to notice him but yeah i mean he, he didn't he wasn't making like the typical val nachushkin moves but um, I think, th I think he, he'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah. But, but I didn't think he played poorly at all. The, the no. thing that, that really kind of also stood out to me in the first period was the four checking from the abs was phenomenal. Oh yeah. In, in the first, um, they kept the puck in like, again, I, I think we're gonna do this a lot <laughs> this year is compare this team to last year's team. Yeah. Cause last year's team, it was just like, with the exception of Nachuskin, who's always going to be a four checking monster Lekkonen does too, but it seemed just everybody has bought into that. And if they turn the puck over last year, everybody else would go back and they just leave it up to Nachuskin to just put a little pressure on the opponent. Um, and, and everybody, everybody, like they were clogging up the neutral zone. 
and turning the they were getting LA to turn the puck over. You knew that that's tough to sustain for a, a full game because the other team makes adjustments and the Kings did. But in the beginning, they were setting the tone of we are going to be on you and and not give you a lot of space, which kind of the Avalanche are known to do. Like they'll, they're just going to get back on defense, protect their goalie, and then just go through the motions and hopefully, you know, get the puck back and then go back up the ice. But in the beginning, they were forechecking brilliantly. And again, like turn, having LA turn the puck over sometimes in the, in the defensive zone and in the neutral zone, it was just a really good first period. I thought it was an even first period. I don't think LA had a terrible first period. I think they even outshot them, but I looked up on money puck after the first, they outshot him. I think it was 11 to nine, um, but no high danger shots for LA in the first. So they were, they were as well as they were forechecking and put a lot of pressure on that. When LA did get into the zone, they were still protecting their goalie and giving uh, Georgiev good lines of sight to make saves. So it w- it was it was a pitcher perfect first, and then you had the lead, and then it it starts to change, and that's kind of expected when you have a good team. They're going to make adjustments. They came back, and the Avs just stopped it. And I'm glad you brought up the defense everybody looked good jack johnson was in your first game of the season form where he shows up and you won't see him again for the rest of the year but like <laughs> other than sammy g over skating that one puck he looked great taser and kale mm-hmm. well, kale's kale i mean come on he's right I, I he had that feeling that he's going to a whole nother level this year and yeah. i'm excited to see where that goes but the defense other than manson because I don't know what he's he's still in a weird spot. He's playing all over the place. Um, I thought he was okay. I like I don't think he was not like um I don't think he made any like genuine massive mistakes. He made a couple really good defensive plays, but that's what you're gonna get out of him. Um and and Jack Johnson, you know, he he I'm not gonna say he's responsible for that one goal that the Kings had, but he kind of I don't I remember who what like he he, he kind of checked him into the boards but f- just fell on his butt and the the uh guy in the Kings didn't go down and he was just because of that Johnson had to get up the guy just kind of went in front of the net and, and scored a goal. If he stays on his feet and stays with the guy maybe that goal doesn't happen. So uh, but but Jack Johnson did draw a, a penalty. He you know a tripping penalty so you like to see that and he was humming into the offensive zone when that happened so yeah the the offensive dynamo of jack johnson draws a penalty a tripping penalty sit down nathan Um, mckinnon we got jack johnson i will say this well i'm gonna make people wait on that (laughs) because i i i i think there was one guy who i thought had a rough game and i i was thinking of it and then he had a really rough third he just didn't look right Hmm. stick around for that we'll get to that in a second here uh but first we are going to hear from FanDuel and the FanDuel sportsbook snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose and I hesitate to say throw that on the Denver Broncos, especially Thursday night. Uh, I know Kansas City isn't playing that well, but you know Kansas City is going to turn it up for a team that is struggling. And Taylor Swift will be there. Is she going to be there? 
I mean, I wasn't going to tune in anyway because the Broncos. No, I'm kidding. I, I, <laughs> I will watch the Broncos no matter what, but I'm not expecting anything. Uh, so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. It's secure. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on the NFL season. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right. So, uh, who do you think I'm going to say? I, I know exactly. I thought about it about three seconds into the ad. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, who is this going to be? Can I take Bo Byram for 500, please? You'd be right. Um, I thought Bo Byram struggled. I, I and, and, and he just looked off to me early on in the game. He wasn't moving as quick as you normally see him. I don't know if that hit from Vegas has you know, left him a little clouded in, in his head. I mean, he seems to be, they say he seems to be fine from that. Whatever it was, I don't know. He just, he just looked slow to me. And not, I don't say he was making bad decisions with the puck, but he just wasn't confident with the puck. And then you had the third where he commits those two penalties. The first one definitely deserved that. That was a bad dangerous penalty the one he came out and then like two minutes later commits another one that one was a little bit questionable that one i, I mean they, they called them for boarding on that um i thought that was a fine hit if, you, if, if you're not going to call boarding on what happened to him in vegas yeah. how are you going to go call that one against him that one didn't it's been a long me. time since i've seen a two-minute boarding call yeah, usually but, those are those are fives in a sussy so uh it can be yeah but um I don't know. Overall, I thought he he had a, a tough game. I think he yeah. battled through it. But um, yeah, uh, if, if there if there's one kind of downside to the Avs, it, it it would or one down you know player that I didn't think played as as well as they could. It uh, to me, it was him. It was him. And I honestly agree with you. It was very uncharacteristic. And that whole sequence were coming out of the box and then doing the 50-50, like shoulder to shoulder, like. The broadcast did everything in their power to explain a left-handed shot and a right-handed. I didn't care. It was still dicey, and you don't want to do that after taking such a egregious penalty. It just did not feel right, and he was playing a weird game that was just not typical Bo Byram. Yeah. Um, you had that one, re- you know, the, the Byram check was dangerous. The Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, almost going knee-to-knee with Olofsson. P.L. Dubois, please. What, his new oh, name. oh yeah, what is that? Is that what we're doing now? Like, okay, the, the artist called... formally known as Pierre Luc Dubois. Whatever you want to be called that, that that's fine. Okay, um, More like that Gil was dangerous. Du- <laughs> Dubois, he yeah. was nothing, he and, was nothing and that whole game. So, th- you know, and you could tell he was doing that out of frustration. Yeah, but you're you could really, really do some damage to someone's career if he really connected on that with Olafson. Um, and what really annoyed me was the TNT broadcast glossed over it so many times because they were too concerned with showing the family of what, what's it, Lafreniere. What, uh, yeah, I, I keep wanting to say uh, yeah, Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Um, because it, you know he's a rookie. This was his first fight that he got into, and he kind of you know uh, headlocks and rolls over Logan O'Connor and the family goes crazy. Let's show that a dozen times and just briefly show 
someone recklessly going after someone's knee and trying to knee him and, and deliberately injure him. That really kind of annoyed me. With, with And I like TNT, and I think they do a good job, but they got a little carried away with showing the family over and over and over again when 30 seconds earlier, someone's career could have ended. Chris, my friend, do you remember the crossover episode we had with the host of Locked on Kings? Yes, it was not that long ago. Do you remember what was said about the Department of Player Safety and what <laughs> happened? A kneeing yeah. incident from the Kings. Mm -hmm. Two preseason games, two regular season games. What do we see in opening night? A kneeing incident. Mm -hmm. Nothing came of it, thankfully. But what is going on with the knees? I don't know. I don't know. The, 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 and they, they did hand out another two-game suspension. In another yes. game, in the first game, who was that? Uh, I'm blanking on who it was now. It was, was it was that, it was a um, leaf. Was it a leaf or was it someone in Tampa? I can't. It, whatever. It, it was one of them. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But but they did. They they handed it. It wasn't a, four because that's what stood out no, to me. It was it was no. a a minor suspension. Yeah, yeah yeah. So I don't know. That's I wonder if they're gonna if if they're gonna be consistent with this. Maybe that's something that they look into. I don't know. And, you know, and that was also shortly after take. I haven't seen this since playing a video game. The taking the late puck. Mm -hmm. Like, I need a thumbs up there. How do you, did you see that? I don't know. No, no, that, I don't know. How'd that, how'd that, what was that thing? The spirit? <laughs> I don't know what that was. But, that was awesome. No, um, but after the, after the whistle blew and taking the shot at Yorgiev after the whistle, the knee came in and it was like, oh, are they going to dictate the pace of this game and being mm -hmm. just kind of goons? This is where McDermott came from, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's it, it's weird. Yeah. It was a weird tonally and it kind of goes to the grittier style of the Avalanche composure this year. Yeah. Like, there was not a lot of people biting on that either. No, and they even had that one where LA was called for a penalty and then like a solid five seconds after the whistle blew, they fire the puck in the net and then everybody just kind of like starts, you know, just the little tussling. Who's standing on the outside of that pile? Curtis McDermott. And I'm like, bro, like this is what you're there for. It's that specifically and he wasn't mixing it up. He doesn't what even I, know what he's there for. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, to get back to the the top line just for a minute, you know, the first goal of the season is the three of them. Yeah. Two assists uh, or, or, you know, on the play, one to Drew and one to, to Rantanen. McKinnon gets the goal. And how that goal was set up is, man, you know that these two guys have been playing for a while yep. because uh, Rantanen was behind the goal and. I don't want to say anybody else, but a lot of people because McKinnon start McKinnon started on the left hand side of the goal, as did Rantanen behind the goal, and most people would just stay on that side and just kind of skate towards Miko and hope for, to get the pass. McKinnon skated on the other side; he just drifted to the other to the right side of the net, and McKinnon just knew it was going to be there because there's a lot of open ice over there, so he just went over there and then fired the puck back on the other side of the net it was just a thing of beauty and you know these guys have been playing together for a long time it's like he knew he was going to do that it was it was pitcher perfect to have your first goal of the season like that yeah and for that to be the first goal of the season i now stand for getting rid of the preseason altogether because we don't need it nathan mckinnon and Miko mm -hmm. ranton were 
in super shape and yeah. ready for this game. And that first goal was gorgeous. Beautiful. And then you had the pass from Nathan McKinnon over to Kale McCarr. Um, and that was on a power play. That was one power play goal that they did get. And that needed to be quick. It needed to be on point because the puck was coming to Nathan McKinnon, who was at the blue line. And it wasn't it wasn't passed to him crisply. It was kind of just floating along. So it's not like he could collect it because there was going to be a guy right on him. He just had to really quickly just snap it right over to Kale McCarr. It was beautifully done. And Mikhail put it in the net. That Those two goals were just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. It, tone setters. That's what yeah. they were. They were really tone setters for the way the momentum was going in that game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we will get to some stats and then our first sound check of the season. So uh, we will get to that next. But first, we're going to hear from Sleeper and the Sleeper app. The NHL season obviously is finally here, Colorado Avalanche fans. And you can have the season we have been waiting for is finally upon us. We absolutely love the NHL and we know that you do too. And that's why we want to tell you about the Sleeper app. And Sleeper is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And it's our go-to for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. And with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now. How can you not think that watching what you just watched with the Avalanche and other games? Really exciting couple days to the season so far, especially that Maple Leafs and uh, Canadians game. That was a lot of fun. If you Brock Bester man. going off in Vancouver, yeah, there's there's great early start to the season for the NHL. Uh, you can just pick more or less on stats for stars like McDavid, McCarr, McKinnon, uh, and you can pick those on stats like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more. And that's right, you can get 100 times payout on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right, and you could win big. So use the promo code Locked On NHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL as the promo code, and you can see the Sleeper terms of use for details. All right, before we get to our sound check, just wanted to go through the stats here. So shots on goal, abs by one, 37 to 36 over LA. Uh, hits, abs out, hit them 24 to 17. Faceoffs were just about even 31 to 33 in favor of LA. Uh, yeah, one for three in the power play for the abs, 0 for five for the Kings. So we have the best power play in the league right now. That's and probably awesome. the best penalty kill. Uh, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. The best penalty kill. Yeah. Um, player stats. Let me get over here because the Just new NHL the app is so fantastic. Um, Colton with an assist drew in with the one assist. You had McKinnon with the one goal and two assists, uh, ranting with a four point game, two and two for him to tar with an assist. Miles Wood with that empty netter at the end. Uh, which is really good to see because you mm -hmm. like when guys like him get a goal because they work so hard. Uh, when so when they get a goal, it's always good. Um, Jack Johnson assist on the day, Kale McCarr one and one, and Devon Taves with uh, one assist. And we haven't even mentioned Alexander Georgiev. I thought he was great, yeah, I thought he, he was, was great. I mean, that second goal really went off 
uh, uh, Kale McCarr's stick just kind of got redirected. Um, nothing really to do about the, the first goal, but I thought he was great. Yeah, it, he was good to start the game and quickly escalated to great and yeah. finished that game out stellar. Yeah, really did. Um, what else was there in the... Yeah, that's really... It, I don't know. Honest, I, 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 my, 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 the downsides of things are just not, there, there's not a ton. I, I didn't like Bo Byram's game, but other than that, just little things here and there, but that's the nature of a hockey game. The other team is trying to, you yeah. can't forget that. So yeah, like how, as, as good as things looked in, in the beginning, you knew that LA was going to get back into it and they did. And as I, I started the show with that because that is the biggest takeaway for me is the abs didn't let it get out of hand. What do we talk about on the crossover with King with the LA Kings? It's, you know, this game is never over because last year the abs would always give up those leads. Yep. So you loved seeing that it was going, it was the swinging momentum was there and the abs stopped it. You have to love that. You have to. And, and going forward from here, if Ross Colt, if Ross Colton and miles wood can continue what they're doing, and I think now Jonathan Drewin, his passes are so incredible. I am loving yeah. his play. It's going to be he's going to be the new new Chushkin, and everybody's going to be cheering for him to get his like first goal. Yeah, and I think each game that goes by, I think he's going to be also another fan favorite. So those are three names that could be. Oh, he'll, yeah. they're going to be big fan favorites. He'll be a fan favorite if if he has the type of year that everybody wants him to have, without a doubt. Because then, it, then you know, everybody looks like a genius. Yeah. Um, and and that that's someone that you root for. So, yeah, if he can get things going, which he has already. What do you have, the one assist? So Yeah, and he's eliminated he's the question where it was put out earlier, like he's going to be on the top line, and there were questions. Has he proven it? After what you saw in that first game, oh, yes, he deserves to be there. They were fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, we usually end things with our Lockdown Avalanche sound check. And if you're new to us, first of all, welcome aboard. Uh, and this is this is the third year that we've done this. So what Kyle and I do is after every game, we each pick one song from the vast uh, Spotify playlists that we can pick from uh, that we feel best summarizes the game that was just played. We put these songs up on a playlist over on Spotify. Uh, there's this is volume three, so volume one is already up. If you want to go follow that, volume two is last year. year. Last year was a cup winning year. Volume two, no, two, volume one was a cup winning year. Volume yep. two was last year with Vegas, yeah. Um, so this is volume three. So go find it, just search LOA sound check, should pop right up. Follow along. What do you got for today, sir? Beginning of the season, it was scrappy. There was a lot of fights, a lot of chippiness. Come out and play by the offspring. How can you not love that? It's such you a gotta good song. keep them separated. You got such a good song, such a good song, and they're still kicking around. Yeah, still kicking around. And it, they, they've never like they have some like good songs that I like, but they've never been like a, a, a band that I go to and just you know seek out and listen to their albums. But I was years ago, I was at a, a like festival where there was like 10 bands playing. Um, most of them were newer and they were there like randomly. They were the best band by far. Yeah. How I was just saying how, you know, how like Nathan McKinnon and Miko Renton have been playing because they just know where each other is. That was the offspring. Yeah. 
They've been playing together for a long time. They sounded fantastic. I love the offspring. Yeah. Love them to death. Good choice. Uh, for me, I'm kind of going in that same realm of it's the beginning of the year. So maybe this is less about the game. Eh, it kind of is because they won. But it's more or less you know, hockey is back. And that's why I went with uh, the Cardigans. We all know the Cardigans. Mm. And that Love Fool song, which everybody knows that. But they are a good band. Um, and they had another kind of semi hit with a song called my favorite game. When you hear it, you probably will remember it. Okay. Uh, but that's what I'm going with because this is, there's nothing better than this sport. There's nothing better than this sport. I wish it was run a little bit better. Uh, but as far as like the game and the action, like how can you not love what you just watched with the avalanche? And like I said, some other games are going around the league as well. It's just, it's a comforting feeling to know that, you know, we have hockey for the next six seven months it's awesome and we got 81 more wins to get yeah <laughs> on pace for a perfect season so uh yeah off to a great start so like i said definitely go follow that playlist over on spotify that's gonna wrap it up for today everybody comment away in the comments section what did you like is there anything that you didn't like about the game but overall i think we have to be pretty happy with how that first game went against la even with will ferrell in the house she knew he would be. It's always cool Gotta to see him. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked on Avalanche podcast, and we will see you tomorrow to end out the week. Go, Abs, Go. Go.